Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association. Built by sailors, for sailors. Section 114, Land Navigation Fundamentals. Explain the following components of a map. Sheet name. A map is named after the most prominent cultural or geographical feature. Whenever possible, the name of the largest city on the map is used. The sheet name is found in two places, center of the upper margin, either the right or left side of the lower margin. Sheet number. The sheet number is used as a reference number for the map sheet. It is found in two places, the upper right margin, the lower left margin. Scale. The scale note is a representative fraction that gives you the ratio of a distance on the map to the corresponding distance on the Earth's surface. For example, the scale note 1 5,000 on many maps indicates that one inch on the map equals 5,000 inches on the ground. Maps with different scales will display dis- different degrees of topographical detail. For example, a map with a scale of 1 to 25,000 will give more detail than a map of 1 to 50,000 because one inch on the map represents only 25,000 inches on the ground rather than the 50,000 inches of the 1 by 50,000 map. The scale is found both in the upper left margin after the series name and in the center of the lower margin. Elevation Guide The Elevation Guide is a miniature characterization of the terrain shown. The terrain is shown by bands of elevation, spot elevations, and major drainage features. The Elevation Guide helps you rapidly identify major landforms. It is normally found in the lower right margin. Declination Diagram This indicates the angular relations of true north, grid north, and magnetic north. Recent edition maps have a note indicating how to convert azimuths from grid to magnetic and from magnetic to grid next to the declination diagram. The declination diagram is located in the lower margin. Bar scales. Bar scales are used to convert map distance to ground distance. Maps may have three or more bar scales, each in a different unit of measure. Exercise care when using these scales, especially in the selection of the unit of measure. The bar scales are located in the center of the lower margin. Legend. The legend illustrates and identifies the topographical symbols used to depict some of the most prominent features on the map, such as railroad tracks, buildings, and swamps. The symbols are not always the same on every map. Always refer to the legend to avoid error when reading a map. The legend is located in the lower left margin. Grid lines. Grid lines are a series of straight lines intersected at right angles and forming a series of squares. It furnishes the map reader with a system of squares similar to the block system of most city streets. 
Two digits are printed in large type at each end of the grid lines, and these same two digits appear at intervals along the grid lines on the face of the map. They are called principal digits. They are of major importance to the map reader because they are the numbers he will use most often for referencing points. Grid squares. These intersect at right angles of the horizontal and vertical grid lines. The most common military map contains grid squares that measure 1,000 meters by 1,000 meters. Any point located within the grid square is considered to be part of the grid square. Basic map reading rule. The designation of a point is based on the principle. Read right, then up. Always read right on the vertical grid lines, then up on the horizontal grid lines. Grid square identification. It is important that all of you understand how to apply the map reading rule to identify a grid square and locate a point within a grid square. A four digit grid coordinates locates a point within 1000 square meters on the map, which is called a grid square. A six-digit grid coordinate will locate a point on the map within 100 meters. An eight-digit grid coordinate will locate a point on the map within 10 meters. Explain the difference between true north, magnetic north, and grid north. True north. The true north line is a line from any point on the Earth's surface to the North Pole. True North can be found at night by locating the North Star, which isn't always pointed towards True North. Usually represented on the declination diagram by a line ending with a star, used almost exclusively when navigating without a compass. Magnetic North. The Earth has a magnetic field that is close to, but not exactly, the North Pole. The direction to the north magnetic pole is indicated by a north-seeking arrow of your lensatic compass. Magnetic north is usually symbolized on the declination diagram by a line ending with a half arrowhead. Anytime you use the compass to plan or follow an azimuth in the field, you must work with azimuths measured from magnetic north. Grid north. This line is established by using the vertical grid lines on the map. Grid north may be symbolized on the declination diagram by the letters GN. Anytime you use a protractor in conjunction with a vertical grid line to determine or plot an azimuth on a map, you must work with an azimuth measured from grid north. Identify the following types of terrain features found on a map. Hill. A hill is an area of high ground. From hill top, the ground slopes down in all directions. A hill is shown on a map by contour lines forming concentric circles. The inside of the smallest closed circle is the hill top. Ridge. A ridge is a series of hills that are connected to each other near the top. A ridge line may extend for many miles. It may be winding or quite straight.
It may have a reasonably uniform elevation along its top or may vary greatly in elevation. Saddle. This is a dip or low point between two areas of higher ground. A saddle is not necessarily the lower ground between two hilltops. It may be simply a dip or break along a level ridge crest. If you are in a saddle, there is a high ground in two opposite directions and low ground in the other two directions. A saddle is normally represented as an hourglass or by figure eight shaped contour lines. Finger or spur. A finger is a short continuous sloping line of higher ground normally jutting out from the side of a ridge or hill. A finger is often formed by two roughly parallel draws. The ground slopes down in three directions and up in one. Contour lines on a map depict a finger with a U or a V pointing away from high ground. Draw. A draw is a short continuous sloping line of low ground, normally cut into the side of a ridge or hill. Often there is a small stream running down the draw. In a draw, there is essentially no level ground. Therefore, little or no maneuver room exists within, it, within its confines. If you are standing in the middle of a draw, the ground slopes upward in three directions and downward in the other direction. Contour lines on the map depict a draw with a U or a V pointing towards high ground. Depression. This is the low point in the ground or a sinkhole. It is an area of low ground surrounded by higher ground in all directions, or simply a hole in the ground. Usually only depressions that are equal to or greater than contour interval will be shown. On maps, depressions are represented by close contour lines that have tick marks pointing toward low ground. Welcome. This podcast was created by the 2nd Marine Division, 2nd Class Petty Officer Association, built by sailors for sailors. Section 114, Land Navigation Fundamentals. Identify and explain the following as they relate to the lensatic compass. Cover. This protects the floating dial and the glass encasement. It contains the siding wire and two luminous siding dots for night navigation. The base. Floating dial. This is mounted on a pivot so that it rotates freely when the compass is held level. It contains the magnetic needle, a luminous arrow, and the letters E and W are printed on the dial. The arrow points to magnetic north. Letters fall at the east, 90 degrees, and the west, 270 degrees. There are two scales. Outer denotes mills, black. Inner denotes degrees, red. The glass encasement. 
This houses the floating dial and contains a fixed black index line. Bezel ring. This device that clicks when turned. It contains 120 clicks when fully rotated. Each click equals 3 degrees. A short luminous line is used in conjunction with the north seeking arrow during night navigation. Thumb loop. This is attached to the base. Rear sight. This is used to lock the floating dial. The rear sight must be open more than 45 degrees to allow the floating dial float freely. Lens. This is used to read the floating dial. Rear sight slot. This is used in conjunction with the front siding wire when aiming at objects. Explain how to convert a magnetic azimuth to a grid azimuth. Azimuths. Azimuths measured with a protractor are grid azimuths, measured from grid north. Azimuths determined with the compass are magnetic azimuths, measured from magnetic north. You cannot follow a grid azimuth with a compass, nor can you plot a magnetic azimuth with a protractor, because of the angular difference between grid north and magne magnetic north. This angular difference between grid north and ma magnetic north is called the GM angle. The GM angle varies for each map. Because of this angular difference, before you can plot magnetic azimuth on a map, you must convert it to grid azimuth. Before you can use a grid azimuth to navigate, you must convert it to mag magnetic azimuth. Declination diagrams display the difference between grid and magnetic north. A complete set of instructions is included in most declination diagrams for your use in converting azimuths. The GM angle is often not expressed as a whole degree, such as one-half degrees or seven degrees. Since you will not need to work with such precise numbers as minutes, round the GM angle off to the nearest whole degree. If the GM angle is one-half, two, or thirty, then round the angle up to the next highest whole degree. Conversion Notes Refer to the conversion notes that appear with declination diagrams explaining the use of the GM angle. OneNote provides instructions for converting a magnetic azimuth to a grid azimuth. The other provides instructions for converting a grid azimuth to a magnetic azimuth. The conversion, addition or subtraction, is governed by the direction of magnetic north relative to grid north. To convert a magnetic azimuth to a grid azimuth, add GM angle. Discuss the technique for determining your position using the following methods. Location by inspection. You are standing in the vicinity of several prominent features which can easily be located on the map. By orienting the map and estimating your relation to these features, you should have no difficulty in determining your location. Location by one point resection. 
One-point resection is an accurate technique of determining your location when you are on a near or a linear feature that can identify both on the ground and on the map. You must also be able to identify another prominent feature both on the ground and on the map. To determine your location by one-point resection, follow these steps. Identify the linear terrain feature that you are located on or near in respect to the ground on your map. Identify a prominent feature on the ground and locate that feature on your map. Using the compass to cheek technique, sight on the feature and read the magnetic azimuth. Convert the magnetic azimuth to a grid azimuth. Convert this grid azimuth to a grid back azimuth. With your protractor, plot this grid back azimuth from the feature on the map and extend it until it crosses the linear feature. Conduct a map inspection to verify your resection. When selecting a terrain feature, choose one that is perpendicular to the axis of the linear terrain feature so that when you plot the back azimuth on the map, the line will cross the linear feature more or less at the right angle. Location by two-point resection. Usually, you will find that you are not located on or near a prominent linear feature. Since the accuracy of a one-point resection under these conditions depends on your ability to accurately estimate distance, it is better to use a two-point resection. The procedures for a two-point resection are basically the same as for one-point resections, except you must select two features instead of one. The back azimuth from each feature is determined and plotted on your map. You are located at the point where these lines cross. If you have a compass and protractor, then follow these steps. Select two prominent features on the ground whose positions can be located on the map. These features should be at least 30 degrees, but not greater than 150 degrees apart. Using the compass to cheek technique, determine the magnetic azimuth to each object. Convert these magnetic azimuths to grid back azimuths. With your protractor, draw the respective back azimuths from these two points on your map. Extend the azimuth lines from these two points until they intersect. You are located at the point where these two lines cross. Conduct a map inspection to verify your position. Discuss the technique used to orient a map using the following methods. Compass. When oriented ma or <laughs> Discuss the technique used to orient a map using the following methods. Compass. When orienting a map with a compass, remember that compasses measure magnetic azimuths. Since the north-seeking arrow of the compass points to magnetic north, a special attention to the declination diagram. Use the following technique to orient your map. With the map flat on the ground, place the straight edge on the left side of the compass along with the magnetic north arrow on the declination diagram so that the cover of the compass is pointing toward the top of the map. 
This will put the fixed black index line of the compass parallel to the magnetic north arrow of the declination diagram. Keeping the compass aligned as directed above, rotate the map and compass simultaneously until the north seeking arrow is below the fixed black index line on the compass. Your map is now oriented. Terrain Association You can orient your map using terrain association when a compass is not available or when you have to make quick references as you move across country. Using this technique requires careful examination of the map and features on the ground. Identify prominent terrain features on the map so that you can find on the ground. Align terrain features with the map. If there is a tower to your right front, then orient the map so the tower is to your right. If there is a road off to your left, then the road on the map is parallel to the road on the ground. Once all features are lined up, your map is oriented. 